Welcome to Voices, a podcast brought to you by the Seneca Valley School District. I'm Jeff Krakoff. Today I'm with Mrs. Lori Pendred, who is principal at Evans City Elementary at the Seneca Valley School District. Thanks for being with us today. Well, thank you for having me. I'm glad, glad to be here. All right. Well, you know, again, the topic it's been on everybody's minds for a long time is is the pandemic, right? Uh, the whole idea of schools going in and out of traditional versus remote learning. Um, what are you seeing and hearing from teachers and parents or the big differences you know, between those two modes of instruction? Well, I mean, obviously, you know, we, we want kids in school and we want them here. I mean, that's that's the we believe the best way of learning. Right. So we have that interaction with students when they are able to be in the traditional classroom. So I think our goal with remote learning and we've learned a lot from the spring experience to now is to kind of provide that continuity of education and to be able to um, engage the kids in as similar a way as they would experience in school as possible. Um, what we've now been able to offer this fall is live streaming where we can, you know, kind of follow that daily schedule as much as possible um, and mirror that school day while we're being mindful of the screen time for all of our kids. And, and that can be very different in an elementary setting for a kindergartner versus a fourth grader. Right. You know, their level of independence, um, how long we want them on a screen, what kind of distractions might pull them away from their learning and really try to manage that. So it's a whole new way of managing your classroom, if you will, as a teacher, right? You're, you still have your kids, you still can see them with cameras and, but you, um, you know, you want to keep them engaged and that's always our goal is to be able to do that. So what are the biggest challenges that you're seeing at the elementary level in this new world of remote learning? Well, I think keeping all students engaged, um, you know, can be a challenge. Uh, they, you know, they want to be here and it's easier when you're in a classroom. So when you don't have a camera on, how do you know a child's engaged? You know, if they um, log in and you see their initials on the screen, but you're not sure if they're there the whole time. And depending on where they are when they're learning, you know, an elementary student isn't independent. So are they at home? Are they in a daycare? And what are some of those um, distractions and, and when can they really engage with the learning? So for some, that daily schedule is really helpful because if you're a parent working at home, right. that's great. You know when they're on, you can get your work done while um, the child's engaged with school. But if they're in a daycare setting, that's a lot different. You know, the parents at work and they, you know, a daycare might have a lot of things going on that could distract a learner and they're trying their best to keep kids engaged. So our teachers are seeing a lot of different, you know, environments that kids might be in, then they're trying to engage them all and keep them, um, you know, focused on the learning while also maintaining that connection that you have with kids. We always look at the whole child and educating the whole child. Mm -hmm. And so we're, you know, as mindful of the social emotional aspects, um, you know, that connection with their teacher is so important and the, the younger grades. Um, so those are, are some of the challenges along with um, assessing, um, assessing kids in their learning. You know, you don't, you can't watch them right on that paper right in front of you. You can't always see um, their reaction uh, to the learning and to tell whether they are um, 
you know, really getting it. And that is the things that our teachers do in the moment while they're instructing. They can adjust their instruction based on those little faces and do they look confused? And is it one person or is it half the class? If it's half the class, then I've got to do something different right now. Mm. If it's one child, then I know I need to meet with that child a little bit later and, and make sure they get it and do it in different ways. And so, so much of that nonverbal communication are, are clues um, to whether kids are getting the learning or not. Right. And, and it's the way that we assess them. Right. So that goes to the importance of students having their cameras on during the day. Right. Absolutely. Um, the whole idea of having that feedback, seeing the nonverbal cues. So, you know, I know that there are both mental health and academic benefits for the students of having their cameras on. And some people like adults are resistant to having cameras on during meetings at times. Let's focus on the mental health benefits. What 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 are they for, for the elementary kids? Well, I think seeing one another in our, our whole face. You know, when you're in school right now, we're seeing a masked face. And, you know, although it's good, we're all learning to focus more on the eyes than any other part of the face, I think, are mm-hmm. our, our, eyes are naturally gravitating. There's times I even find myself not even noticing if someone has a mask on or not, right? But your whole face tells more of the story. And so it is very nice to see someone's whole face. And that connection, you know, um, albeit virtual, is still really valuable um, to see people's facial expressions. You know, um, we know that nonverbal communication is like 67% of the communication, you know, so your words and your tone of voice make up the rest. So that nonverbal and facial expressions are a huge part of that. So even if we can only see the face, it's better than seeing nothing. Um, So it is such a huge part of our own mental health. And especially for kids, they need that connection. They miss their teachers, they miss their classmates. So, you know, they need to, to see them. Um, obviously it's a little different, you know, because we are all looking at ourselves as part of this, um, you know, zoom teams experience. We're in a classroom. You don't see yourself as much, right. You're looking at your whole class. So that might be uncomfortable for some kids, but we can work with kids individually to connect with them in a way that they're comfortable, but that takes knowing and seeing what's comfortable and what isn't. And we can do that in a variety of ways, whether it's the whole group and the whole class and they feel connected that way or in a small group with a small group instruction um, with kids that maybe are working at a similar level to you or individually with our school counselor, with their teacher, um, with paraprofessionals and interventionists. You know, they're getting those different interactions just like they would in the school day. Um, you know, we physically move from room to room while they're physically moving from meeting to meeting or, or virtually moving from meeting to meeting um, to meet with all of these people that they would typically see in a school day. Mm-hmm. And I think that gives them normalcy um, for our kids. It gives them connection. Um, so all of that is, you know, what we're trying to duplicate the school experience in a virtual way while also, you know, as I said, maintaining Um, screen time and, you know, balancing that. I mean, seven and a half hours in school, you're moving around, you're getting, you know, we don't want kids seven and a half hours in front of a screen. So we kind of talked with our teachers about being gatekeepers of the screen time and helping parents to prioritize what are the most important meetings that they need to so that they can help to make those decisions with the parents. Um, Parents kind of need permission to be like, okay, well, if we have to give up something because we're concerned, this is the thing. And so those conversations are happening between teachers and parents because every 
parent wants to, you know, well, are they going to get credit? Are they going to be penalized if they don't do this, that, right. or the other thing? And we're really concerned about the engagement, the whole child, and that's a partnership. And I think in an elementary school, the teachers really make those connections. They have, you know, 25 or less kids generally um, than secondary. So they can manage that, really get to know their kids, know the environment. You know, that's what we've been trying to do. Where are they when they're learning? How do we help? And every parent, every teacher that is reaching out is reaching out in the way of how can we help, not why aren't you doing X, Y, or Z, parent, kid, you know, whatever that may be, the students or the parents, is just how do we support you in whatever your situation is. Okay. How about academically? How important is that connection via the camera, via the screen for both student and teacher? Right. I mean, we we had a faculty meeting this morning talking about how do we assess kids and, you know, parents want to be helpful, but sometimes they do the work for them. So that, that camera is really important to see, are they understanding, you know, we're not as concerned about the perfect paper as we are about the understanding of learning Mm -hmm. because we can't, if we just see perfect papers that were, um, you know, maybe got a little help, then we don't know whether they actually got it. right? Right. We need to know, are they learning it? We're, we're working on standards and mastery of those standards. So, you know, we're moving away from it being about the grade in, a, in an A. It's about our, what is the learning? And if we don't know if you actually learned it, then we can't help you. Um, so that is a tricky part. And it's really important with the camera because you can check for understanding. You can um, see if a child looks confused. You can see if what's on their paper matches what they really know. Um, and it's okay for kids to struggle and not get something right. That's how we know what to teach. So, yeah. you know, that assessment is such an important part of our instruction that tells us what we know, um, what the kids know, what students know, and what how we teach them better, um, whether it's virtual or in the classroom. But we just have a little less access to seeing um, in a virtual environment if they're learning as we do when we're observing kids all day long to assess, are they getting it? Yeah. You know, so that is really the critical part of the camera because we're losing so much of that with not having them in person. So when you introduce a camera, you're in a room, you, sometimes you can't control everything. I know adults are in a, a Zoom meeting or a Teams atmosphere and a pet or somebody makes a, an unwanted uh, appearance. What, what do you tell students and their, their, uh, their, their, their students about just not worrying about that kind of thing. Obviously kids don't want to be embarrassed, but. Right. Yeah, I think, you know, at the earlier grades, we see less of that because we see all kinds of things and they're not very aware of what their camera (laughs) is pointing at. So we get dizzy watching some of them as they walk around, you know, with their camera through their house or they want to take you on a tour of their house or their show you different things, you know. But in general, we try to guide them just like we would, you know, this is a classroom management tool that our teachers have access to. So you would manage your classroom, um, right, in person. And we're trying to equate that. Uh, One of the examples we just talked about in a faculty meeting is, you know, we have these different backgrounds that we can change on teams, right? But that can be distracting to all the other kids because this constantly changing their background. So what is that child trying to do with that? They're trying to get attention, change what they, how it looks, you know? So what we could say as a teacher is, well, when you're, when you're in class with me, you don't get up out of class and go change your clothes and come back because you want to look different. So we're not going to do that maybe in the remote environment because it distracts other kids. So we're always teaching about, you know, how our behaviors affect others, even if they're not 
bad behaviors. They're just, you know, it's what kids do. They're exploring a new environment. Right. And so they don't know the rules because we haven't taught them all the rules for this right. or in rules in the way of, you know, how does what you do, your actions affect other people is what I like to refer to as rules. You know, we want to keep the teachers teaching and the kids learning. And that same applies in a virtual setting. And that's kind of the two um, things that, you know, I tell kids, that's my job, make sure teachers are teaching and students are learning. So we don't want to do anything to get in the way of that. So you have to follow your teacher's instructions, whether they say, you need to turn your camera off. So if a teacher sees something maybe inappropriate going on in the background, you know, one of my suggestions to teachers was just tell the class at any time, I might ask you to turn your camera off. And you need to know that I'm making the best decisions for you and for our class. And so then it's a normal thing and it's not like you did something wrong, but you right. need to listen when I say that because, you know, we can see all kinds of things in the background that maybe, you know, parents aren't aware that kids are seeing or the kids aren't aware of someone walking behind and not that it's, you know, malicious or, or bad or anything. It's just part of life. So a teacher can easily quickly react to that to save a child from embarrassment, to save a family from embarrassment. Mm -hmm or um, to help children, you know, and if they're seeking attention, we give them that attention in a different way, you know? Yeah. So you mentioned roles, right? Um, tell me a little bit about the roles and the kinds of things you think about as a principal in terms of student privacy, confidentiality, equity in, in the classroom virtually. Yeah, I think equity is, is a big part of what we wanna be aware of because everyone's homes can be different and we don't want anyone judging our students or one another based on that. Um, so, you know, knowing, as I said, our teachers can get to know their students and the environment they're in and then help individual families and kids make good decisions. Um, and we wanna support people. Um, so, you know, we could take for granted that you can have a space that's a quiet spot in your home, but not everyone may have that. You know, how many people are in your home? How many people are trying to work and do school at the same time? You know, do you have your own bedroom or whatever it is that, you know, that's not realistic for everyone. Um, so being aware of that and then kind of uh, gauging it on an individual basis and case by case is what right. we want to do. But we're always being mindful of student privacy. You know, we have uh, FERPA laws that we want to follow. So we're not, you know, recording students and, um, you know, people keeping their screens off, but yet you're still trying to maintain that connection. So if you have all cameras off, no one gets to see each other for confidentiality, then you're losing the connection. So we have to try to balance um, those things, you know, with uh, guidance for our teachers. Um, there's drawbacks and benefits to everything. You know, do I record a lesson? Well, you could record a lesson, but then you're at risk of recording other students. So we don't record lessons with student cameras on and things right. like that. Or we, you know, just record the teacher and all of those kinds of things were very, um, you know, cognizant of to maintain that confidentiality and privacy. And, you know, we're open to feedback from parents on things. So, you know, we're not going to be perfect with this. We're learning it too. So we want people to, you know, communicate with their teachers and communicate what's working and, and maybe what isn't. Okay. So what, what, before I let you go, if I'm a teacher or excuse me, if I'm a parent of an elementary student, uh, what's one of the main takeaways that, that I should take from all of this? I think the importance of, you know, teachers seeing their, the, kid, the students um, and maintaining that connection is really important. And then whatever that looks like, that communication between 
the teacher and the parent is important um, to really understand the child and, and how that benefits them and can help them. I, you know, I spoke to a, a parent whose child is really shy, but sometimes we need people to get out of their comfort zone. And maybe that happens in a one-on-one, you know, um, camera on situation with the teacher until the child is comfortable with it being on. And maybe they're never comfortable with the whole class, but making sure there's that connection in some form. Mm-hmm. We don't want any teacher to never see the child in a remote setting. I think I said a double negative there, but <laughs> you'll forgive me that, um, that's really what I think I would take away is to maintain that connection with teachers and, and students in their class. All right. So Mrs. Lori Pendred, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for having me. All right. Have a great rest of your day. Thanks.